This is Meet the Movie Press. It's March the 22nd, 2019 on the show this week. Disney Fox Up, Guardian Guns of the Galaxy, Masters of the Universe Plus. We talk us, us talk we, we talk us and the box office. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is March the 22nd, 2019. Welcome to the show. If you watched us before, welcome back. If you haven't, hello. It's lovely to have you here. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on social media at showbizsimon on Instagram and Twitter. And with me this week, we have a special guest panelist. We'll get to her in just a second. Dimitri's back. Dimitri, who Hi. are you? Where can we find you, please? You can find me right here on Popcorn Talk Network's uh, Meet the Movie Press. Uh-huh. Also, uh, Anatomy of a Movie, uh, which we won't be on today because really not a whole heck of a lot opened uh, up last week yeah. really uh, but we will be back for us uh, and you can f- support me on the Twitters at DMovies1701 Wendy welcome to the show thank you I'm so excited to be here this is great now you're obviously yeah, sitting in for Scott this week who's, yes. who's not here he's uh, going to be back in a couple like weeks him. You do, actually, you, well, I'm sorry we very, <laughs> well we very rarely see you in the room together as well so I'm not saying That's you true. are the same person <laughs> But I'm just saying. Uh, well, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, for Thank those people you. who don't know who you are, uh, where can we find you and who are you? Uh, I am the studio coordinator at Collider, so you can find me on various Collider uh, content. I also run a YouTube channel called The Movie Couple. Talk about movies, talk about trailers, talk about more movies and trailers and TV shows. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, great to have you on here. We're, uh, we're very much about getting a lot of uh, lot of other people on here. Uh, so it's uh, really great to have uh, new people joining the team. So thank you. Uh, okay, we've got a lot to get through, first of all. Of course, if you want to take part uh, in the show, uh, you are a major part of this. Without you guys, of course, we wouldn't be here at all. Nope. So we appreciate it. If you want to do thank the you. chat and you're watching this live, uh, go to the chat on the YouTube channel and we will read out comments as we go through the show. Okay, first of all, we're going to get to us later on. And no spoilers in the review, by the way. Yeah. So don't so worry about that. It is hard. <laughs> it's very hard. We can do it. But we'll do it. Okay, let's talk about um, probably the thing that's dominated the landscape this week, the Disney Fox acquisition. That got completed this week. Oft delayed, uh, like Brexit in my home nation. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, uh, it is now. It is done. It is dusted. Things are happening. Uh, people are going. Things yeah. are changing. Uh, what are the big takeaways from the deal for you guys this week? First of all, Wendy, tell me about it. I mean, I actually read one thing this morning, and I don't know if you guys caught that. Fox 2000 Mm -hmm. will be shut down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't make the cut, which concerns me a little bit, because I was all for this Fox and Disney merger for me, like, as a comic book fan. I was like, Marvel can finally get X-Men? Are we doing that? Is it for real? Great. Mm. But then, you know, I look at the Fox 2000 thing, and they make movies, like, that I really loved, like, Hidden Figures, Love, Simon, The Hate You Give, Holding Our Stars, and I think... What could this mean also for Fox Searchlight down the line? Yeah. And I want to, and I don't know if Disney doesn't think that these movies are on brand with them. I think they are. Mm. I think these movies are important. So I hope that in shutting that department down doesn't mean that we won't get meaningful movies like those. It was also a department that a lot of people thought was going to be completely safe. Yes. Yeah. You know, a lot of people thought when this deal went over that Disney would actually go great because if we can do some stuff that is slightly, you know, uh, left of center and a bit different and, you know, a bit more daring in that that lower to middle budget area that isn't all superhero movies, <laughs> right. you know, uh, which they tend to go, it's not going to make a billion. We've got something else we can put out. 
that, that that was going to be safe. But obviously, Fox Searchlight is is safe. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I mean, obviously, a lot of people expected um, Fox 2000 to stay around. But could we see what they were putting out kind of going under the Searchlight label now? I mean, is that an option? Is that Do you think that's why they made the decision? I mean, that's probable that maybe they want to want to condense it into yeah. into under one department instead of having two similar uh, labels, right? But I just... I'm just thinking about it, and I know Searchlight puts out a lot of movies already, and there was mm. there was a specific reason why 2000 existed. So I hope that in this case, it's just I'm also thinking about people who lost their jobs. You know, that's always the worst. So like, oh, it's, we're going to be saved. It's going to be great. Just kidding, you're not. And it happens in pretty much everything when you have this kind of acquisition, and the companies are so huge. I mean, their industry footprints individually yeah. and now together are just so massive, which is actually a concern for, for a lot of people about this market domination and obviously losing the fox as we knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is a change, but these things happen. No, not like this. They yeah. don't. Th- this is actually historical. Um, it, we've talked it is about this. a very this. unique thing. Yeah, it's, it hasn't happened in this business like this. No. And... Um, We've had this as part of our discussion on this show since for, almost for for a year mm. when it was first announced. So, look, I'm not going to go. I mean, my thoughts on this, uh, I've, 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 I'll echo it again. I was really not on board with it, period. Yeah. Um, because, A, we are losing a major studio. Mm. Like, they were in the top seven and they have history. And we're losing that. And yep. with that, we are losing diversity and variety. Uh, I'll get to the jobs in a second, but we are losing the diversity and variety. They're keeping the Fox Searchlight label because it's not too much different than when Disney owned Miramax. Yeah. So this is their prestige label. Um, Disney, Disney in its current form does not know how to release, and they haven't had a prestige movie yeah. in a long while, right? So... They don't know how to release movies like Hate You Give. They've tried desperately, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to do it. They used to do it, though. Oh, we we in discussed the this on 90s. the show in the 80s yeah. and 90s where they had like Hollywood Studios and whatever. And Touchstone. Yes, that's yeah, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, it was Touchstone in Hollywood where the big ones that they, that they would release uh, movies like, you know, people forget that Pretty Woman was rated R. Mm-hmm. Outrageous mm-hmm. Fortune was rated R. Down and Out in Beverly Hills was, you know, rated R. And they would release those, but then they just switched they changed Mm. and look i get where somebody could argue i'm not a lawyer but i get where somebody could argue it's not a monopoly because there are still studios available right Mm. there's still studios out there but it is a monopoly on the market share because now the market share that disney has it just puts them into another level like you have to say disney and then the number one studio is going to be universal paramount you know warner brothers it's not fair in that regards and again we're still going to lose like we talked about this just a few weeks ago disney would have never released a bohemian rhapsody Mm. kind of movie so because they just don't know how. And so, that, so, a lot of that's going to go away with the exception of Fox Searchlight. So bearing that in mind, I mean, obviously, you know, Disney are launching Disney Plus mm-hmm. um, uh, in the future. They haven't got a, a firm launch date for that, but in the next couple of years. Um, I mean, is that really where we're going to see some of these movies that, if that's their own Netflix, the, the Love Simons of mm-hmm. the World and stuff like that and The Fault in Our Stars and all those kind of movies, where they 
they still want to release and they can give them limited theatrical and then make it more available on, a, on a, that kind of platform. Because the industry has massively changed since we kind of saw any acquisition of this degree at this level in the industry. And even sort of going back to the Disney of the 90s, completely different landscapes. So they have lots of different tools available. Wendy? Yeah, there there is a lot of different formats you can show these movies. But I think... My takeaway is, and I and I love being able to sit at home and pop on Netflix yeah. or Hulu and like not change out of my sweatpants to go to, to watch a movie. But I think it's important to get people to the theater to watch movies like The Hate You Give and to watch movies like Love Simon and Hidden Figure. It's so important, and I think movies like those with titles like those that are a little bit more heavier, a little bit more historical, and a little bit more political is not like living room inter- in my opinion anyways I can't speak for everybody out there it's like it's not to me living room entertainment yeah. that's not something I want to sit home when I'm relaxing on a Sunday night and I want to like weep into my pillow I mean mm. am I admitting that I'm openly like weeping in the theater <laughs> when I watch these movies I've yes d- yeah. but I, enjoy, I like being able to sit in the theater and experience that versus being at home it helps it does It does improve that sort of personal emotional connection with films I think sometimes seeing it in that in that environment and the movies that you mentioned like Fault in Our Stars did really really well so did Hidden Fox. Figures yeah, yeah. Love figures, Simon was you know. a was a good deal yeah, as well. And you know, I know hate you give what didn't tip the scales a ton, but mm. it did it, it did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a great movie. Yeah, it yeah. really was. It really is. That's what you know. I've always been saying like this is going to uh, we're going to lose a lot of this variety um, with with. with what product is going out there? Mm. I mean, somebody uh, here said, uh, um, Golden Vision said, say goodbye to indie and low-budget films. And, well, it's a start. I mean, it, it, it's not going to happen immediately, but these middle films are, are sadly going away. And yet these middle films help propel box office. They help propel and they give variety. They, they are going away from obviously what Fox was and what Disney is now. But does this mean that it actually, for smaller um, bodies that are releasing distributors and studios and production houses, it actually plays in their favor because they're now not competing for these things, for mm. these projects, mm. against the big boys who've got all the money and the, the distribution systems. and et So it actually kind of goes, okay, well, let's take the indie movies back to the true indies. That's and, I mean, and then the money goes point. into their pockets it, 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 and not the pocket of damn your big fuck. <laughs> no, I, I, do you know I, what I, I mean? I do. So I, I, a blessing and a curse. But it, but again, when you have such market share, those smaller indies, mm. it makes it that much harder. When you're fighting for screens, yeah. okay, and this is just my distribution. When you're fighting for screens, not just for your movie, but for trailers, mm-hmm. okay. This makes everything that much more difficult for the indie studio mm. to try to thrive in this world when you're taking things away. And they can't lose sight of the fact, like, every time you make a movie, it's a risk, okay? Yeah. So you potentially are leaving some semblance of box office dollars on the table because you don't exactly know what's going to hit. But when it hits, it elevates said studio. And it's a really – that's great for our business. You know, the other thing too is like when we're talking about jobs loss, I mean I – have friends and colleagues that I've known since I've moved uh, and since I before I moved to, to 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 Los Angeles, and that's the really sad thing about this. There's they're naming names, and mm. and I get it that they're executives and whatnot, but some of these executives, I know people just don't know who these people are. This is a tough thing when you lose a job. 
I don't care who you are. It's still tough. Whether you have a titanium parachute or whether whatever it is. Yeah. I, 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 I do agree with that. But also, I mean, some of these people will have known for a little while that they will be I going. So. I, I think and also, if, 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 you, so. if people didn't know that you were coming back on the market, yes, it's not great to put their names out there. But also, everybody in all these other studios now knows that these people, who some of them are the best in the business, yeah. are available to join their team. But, so it's like LinkedIn Live. <laughs> kind of, yeah. but you yeah. have to think okay. about think about this <laughs> yeah. though. We've just gotten smaller. Like mm. those other studios, like Paramount and Jim Giannopoulos, like they have their yeah. people in place. Sony has their people in place. Warner Brothers, a spot just opened. Um, so <laughs> I'm just that's, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So a lot of these places have these. I, we, it's a small industry, yeah. Especially distribution. It's a small industry, mm. so it's and it's going to be hard for the lower echelon of people, mm. the backbone of all of this. Um, so, it, when you're talking, if you're going by the reports, it's anywhere from four thousand to six thousand. Somebody had ten thousand. Mm. It's a lot of people who are going to be displaced. Wow. Not everybody's getting the same up. Uh, 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 compensatory packages, either. Yeah. You know? But I mean, what? What? Um, going back to my point on uh, with regards to these, you know, people in the industry knowing that these people are now available. If I was an Amazon Studios or Netflix, I would certainly take the head of Fox Two Thousand because she clearly knows what she's, she's doing. Been doing it for a long time. But has been doing it for a long time and has this talent of this. What a difficult market picking projects that do land. So if I was Amazon, I'd she'd be in my office today. Well, and she'd have a job by Monday. You, you, you said something that I've been thinking about. Too, you mentioned Netflix. Well, now's the time for Netflix to do good. Mm. Now is the time that Netflix. With great power you know, comes great responsibility. Exactly. <laughs> but they could right now, yeah. they could right now yeah. open up their theatrical distribution studio. They don't have to worry about these stupid politics that are going on. And they have a distribution department mm. of seasoned players who know the game on how to sell film to theaters and how to get the in-theater marketing material up, yeah. make these deals with all these theater chains. They can do it. And I argue, and I've said it before, it's needed. We are it's there's there's this act of attrition that's happening in our business right mm. now. Netflix, it's a perfect time for Netflix to rise up it is. because we could use them. They could have, they could give the diversity, mm. they could give the variety, mm. right? And they could make it, I mean, it's, they could make quality movies that go into a theater and they have the people to do yeah. it. Yeah. And boom, done. We have a new studio in the marketplace that's, that can continue to stream and now they can play in the big boys. Uh, Sandbox, and they, we could do it, and we have another studio. As long as they don't cross the streams, that's the most important <laughs> thing, as we all know, right? Uh, thank you so much. I'll be here all week. Uh, try the veal. Zeno uh, Hour uh, in the chat saying, this is going to happen again. The film industry is in the middle of evolving. Content is king. Yeah, I think we're going to see... I, I predict in the next 18 months we're going to see at least one other studio be swallowed up by another really? one. Really? And I so? don't, yeah, I would not be surprised if we look at a, uh, a Sony Paramount partnership. You know, the Universal will, because didn't they, weren't they like, 
the counter bid for Fox? They were, yeah. Right, yeah. so I, I, mean, I think maybe they're looking for yeah, I'm thinking a more, somebody. A Universal perhaps take on Paramount? or Because I think it, I don't think Universal would buy Sony. And this is all conjecture. But I could see them they bought Paramount because also if you look at IPs that they have mm-hmm. when it comes to other divisions like theme parks and television yeah. and stuff like that, a lot of properties in there. Mm-hmm. And I wrote mm-hmm. a piece on, on Forbes uh, about two years ago now. Um, and I'm going to repost it on, on Twitter today. So if you follow Please. me at Showbiz Simon. Uh, you'll see it. And I'll pin it to the top of my uh, of my Twitter. Um, it, it, basically, of all the the franchises that now as part of this deal, Disney own and can either remake, reboot, revive, do whatever they want, do TV shows. It, you know, I think but that's the option. I'm thinking, and again, it's all conjecture. Mm. For my for my dopey knowledge. Although whenever we do conjecture on this show, it does tend to happen. It has. So <laughs> it I'm, I'm just saying it I'm is still, conjecture. I'm still saying <laughs> but, it's conjecture. Yeah. Uh, but Apple now, uh, you know, they're they're about to launch their streaming service. Look, they need content, so they're in the market where they can buy somebody like a Lionsgate. Mm. Um, oh. About a year ago, uh, it was it was there was, there was some smoke that Amazon could potentially. Purchase Lionsgate again with my my history of Lionsgate. I know uh, that that the uh, powers that be over there are always willing to have somebody kick the tires. Yeah. Um, will we have another Paramount, Warner Brothers, or Universal buying Paramount or Paramount buying Sony? I'm not so sure about th- that. Right now, I mean, with I do agree that within the next eighteen months, yeah. we're going to see some semblance of. A conglomeration. We're going to see somebody blob into something else. And whether that's Apple Lionsgate or Amazon Lionsgate, we, there is a more a change of coming. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Eventually all the studios are going to join and form Voltron. They right. just <laughs> <one> studio. <Yeah. laughs> a, talking, to, talking to Voltron, yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. It's like, what are you, Sony? Uh, I'm, the I'm, I'm, I'm the foot. I'm the foot. What are you, what are you Paramount? Yeah. Uh, I'm the left testicle. Uh, um, I'm the middle finger. Zeno Hour saying, Zeno Hour saying, uh, I don't think people should be too upset about Fox 2000 closing. However, people should be pissed if a studio like Universal, Warner Brothers, or even an upstart like Apple don't hire this team. No, I mean, exactly as he said, I think this right now, I think there's going to be effectively bidding wars over some of these staff. Um, that I think, you know, but that will be to the benefit of these other studios. And if I may... Very quickly, yeah. Well, there 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 was another acquisition... That's pretty much become finalized, but the dust is yet to settle, and that's AT&T Warner Brothers. Yes. Okay, so this Fox thing is a big deal. It's, as I said at the top of the show, it's historic. We haven't seen this happen Mm. at this size. It's sad for me because of what Fox has delivered throughout its history of movies. And, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that takes everybody by shock in a sense, but it's like, remember when Twinkies... They said they were taking him off the shelf. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Twinkies are going? It's like, when was the last time he had a freaking Twinkie, right? Well, this is a pretty big Twinkie. 20th century Fox. I think that's pretty much how they labeled it in the yes. deal. It's <laughs> like, how, how would yeah. you describe the merger? This, this is like a, a massive <laughs> fucking Twinkie. Pretty big Twinkie here. And, and I think that we are going to end up missing things. And I think for Disney, I think the dust is going to be settling there for a while. I yeah. don't think the layoffs are, are over. Mm. Um you know, Fox was working on a slate of movies already throughout the summer. So, yeah. like Dark Phoenix, mm. it, the Disney people can't handle that 
right now. We're going to we're going to see a couple of those projects kind of go. Well, not off the some, schedule. Some will go. Some right. will go off the schedule. And stuff that's already been made. I think we're going to see some of them treated more fairly than others. Hope so. Yeah. In this space, and I think you know there'll be some losers and there'll be some winners, and there'll be a lot of these projects that might have got a kind of a quiet release <laughs> by uh, major studios that will end up on like a Disney Plus and yeah. stuff it like could. that. So it we'll could. see. Uh, we're going to move on from this in in, in a second. But uh, <laughs> Goldman Vision saying, if I work my way up to be an executive and this happened, it would kind of suck. Yeah, I mean, I, I have friends who are affected by this, um, but they've also been at these companies before and they've lost their jobs and they've gone away for a couple of months and then they've been hired back right. and they've given a new label and stuff like that. And so that happens yeah. in the industry all the time. Uh, also, uh, Mark uh, ba- uh, Mark Ballum in the chat saying, uh, you can bet your ass that if Comcast bought Fox, they would have sacked people too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. The, 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 the inevitable downside of this is when anything like this happens, right. even if it's not at this scale, people move, <laughs> people change, people get fired, people right. get rehired, people get moved around. It's not unexpected, but it's still sad. And, and also, let's not forget. It's a little shocking to me. Yeah, but also some people didn't want to move. Right. to the new company. No. So some of these people, some of it is shedding and some of it is people just going, do you know what? I don't want to go and work over there. Right. Right. And, and, and the thing about this is, and, and I've, I've, been, I've been on both sides of the fence. Mm. And with a Fox deal, though, this was a year in the making. So it's like a year with a gun to your head, not knowing when somebody was going to pull that trigger. So, yes, the anticipation's there, but I don't care if if it's a year, year and a half, two years. You're never prepared for that day when you get called into human resources. No, it just, no, it, it just, never feels good yeah. even when you know it's coming. Good, yeah. you even know? if you know it's, yeah, it just never feels good. So all this conjecture about Disney's not communicating with these people, well, they never do. It doesn't matter if you're Disney. It doesn't companies matter if you're, man. yeah, Lionsgate, Trimark. And who's things, to say that they didn't know? Yeah. Mm. You know, it's just that we a hear l- about it now. A lot of these people, a lot of these people did know. Some of them didn't, but a lot did. Sure. And also a lot of them will be given very handsome payoffs. But we're talking about execs. Right now we got to talk about, like, again, the backbone, the yeah. smaller. They're not going to get those same packages. No, way. it's going to be difficult. The industry has changed a lot. But talking of pulling the trigger, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, <laughs> James, James Gunn. Trigger, uh, gun. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, thank that's you. A good one. Uh, <laughs> very conveniently, about half an hour after this show ended uh, last week, this always happens, Wendy. Every single time we finish the show, like about half an hour later, there's a big bit of news. And this was the news. And this was the it news. Was huge. James Gunn being rehired for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Did you want to come in and kick the people? Like, excuse us. Get out of the studio. <laughs> Coming back in. Extending the show. Actually, we'd have only been interrupting LAOFCS weekly, so <laughs> we could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott, Scott did a mind, solo. Right? Scott did a solo show. We, we, oh, really? <laughs> so, Wendy, when, when you saw this news uh, break last Friday, what was? Were you surprised? I mean, were you happy about uh, it? I am definitely happy about it because uh, politics and Twitter and, and t- offensive tweets aside, uh, I. <laughs> I enjoyed James Gunn's version of of Guardians of the Galaxy because I I don't know if there's anyone else out there that could quite handle it the way he did to mm. to bring such a like a like an offset group of superheroes yeah. and, and put them on the screen that you're gonna love these guys and I lo- and I was like I will throw my money at you because I love them and all the directors were like mm, we're not touching it like Taika was like no I'm not and they were gonna use his script and I was like wow are we really gonna do that mm. so uh, um, not 
completely unexpected but and pleasantly surprised at this news. I think some people thought there was going to be more pushback because obviously when James was fired, yeah. um, it was because of the tweets that had, that had resurfaced <laughs> that he had already apologized for and, and discussed openly before. Which, by the way, those tweets before. are not okay. No, no, they're not. <laughs> they're but very offensive. He, uh, he, you know, he, he, he dealt with that and that, that issue had been sort of resolved on, on that front. Um, but yeah, and, and then, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, it's controversy. But when he was hired, there was some backlash, but there wasn't as much. Correct. As, so it, it's kind of interesting where it wasn't sustained outrage. Well, also, the <laughs> actors banded together and was like, yeah. we're basically, they signed the thing and they said, you know, we're not going to do the third one until yeah. he comes back. Dave Bautista was very, very vocal about how he felt about this. So when you I have, think that's understating it, David. Yeah. Dave was like, I'm not doing it. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So, you know, I think when, when Disney is faced with that decision, what do you do when the cast is saying, you know what, publicly we said this, we're not, we're, we don't mm. want to continue without... James Gunn, what do you do? What, what, how do you make everybody happy and keep the same cast that everybody has already grown used to? Yeah. Well, A, I mean, yeah, you they didn't have a leg to, well, they were <laughs> under contract. They, mm-hmm. they had to make, whoever survives Endgame, this is true. I, I had to do it anyways. It was just, Disney was put themselves, they put themselves in a corner. Mm. They backed themselves into a corner, to your point. Uh, and we've talked about it here plenty of times. Uh, it was a it was a no it was a lose lose situation for whoever came in to take the director chair. Yeah. No matter how talented or gifted or personable they are, they were going to come in with a a, a a a scorned cast who may not give their best. That would have been crew. Ugly set to have been. Oh on. my god, that would have been, been so yeah. uncomfortable. And what director? I mean, they could have thrown. Like truckloads of money mm. or spaceship loads of money to he or she to take the job, but you know, quality of life <laughs> also <laughs> means something. And you know, as soon as he said, Okay, I'll do Suicide Squad, I think like they're going, Well, he's still hireable. I have a feeling that when they fired him, when they let him yeah, go, didn't like, flinch. No. That's it. Come we'll on over. Them. But it was it was kind of like James obviously worked on Guardians of the Galaxy, massively successful. In the original sure. movie, people didn't anticipate was going to be quite yeah. so. I mean, I, I know people who worked on that movie, and they were like, even <laughs> when they started filming, a lot of people there were going like, well, this is either going to turn out to be great or it's going to be horrible. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, but do you think that as soon as James got hired by Warner Brothers and they saw him and they were like, well, you've, you've taken something that people didn't think was going to work and you made it work yeah. tremendously well. We've got something that's dog shit. <laughs> so can you can you come and can you make it less dog shitty? Well, and to your point, yeah. he came out and said, I will make this less dog shitty. He goes, this isn't going to be a sequel. Yeah. I'm rebooting the whole thing. Yeah. And that had to make the Disney folks go and Marvel oh, go, God. oh, good because, God. I mean, yeah. as, as, as entities, they're not actually, I mean, they're obviously different stories, different characters, right. but they're not a million miles apart because they're no. both groups of outsiders. Yes. Absolutely. So then you've got someone who made something, your group of outsiders, very, very popular, yeah. now going and making the other group of outsiders very, very popular that you're going to have to go up against at the box office and you're like, oh God, right. this is this is a horrible decision. Yeah, yeah. I, so, mean, 
I don't even blame. There's nothing to blame. Like Warner Brothers, if I was in Warner Brothers' shoe and I was like, oh, wait, he's available? Mm. Hey, let's talk and let's have you yeah. make one of our IPs great again. Because, like, Suicide Squad was a bit of a mess. Yeah. A bit. A bit. I found certain parts very, we can get into that later. I found certain <laughs> nah. parts very entertaining. But overall, I was like, oh, this is not what I yeah. was hoping it to be. So with, with James Gunn doing that, I was like, yes. And I think... When Disney, I feel like when Disney saw that, they're like, maybe we should rethink, maybe what what did we do? And I, it's exactly like you said, they backed themselves into a corner yeah. there and they said, well, we make this movie with James Gunn where we have the cast do this, but not as enthusiastically as if they were to have the captain. And again, something else that we've talked about mm. on this show is that people are really quick to fire people over stuff without like a, a, a real due process. Like he was pretty much, he was gone. Yeah, you it, know, was, it was really, I, and, really quick. And it was very, very quick. And so many people came up to his defense on this. And a- again, they Marvel needs to, especially with Endgame coming out, they need they have they've always had momentum on their side, but particularly with Guardians. And now just think of Everybody, there's a huge weight lifted off of everybody's shoulders mm. for cast and crew. So now we come back, they can even top Guardians 2 mm-hmm. and everybody's going to be happy to work together again audiences the the, the, the movie fan is going to be extremely happy it was a smart decision I'm not overly surprised because I think Disney uh, exhausted every option they had to get the next Guardian movie done. And Marvel works quick. It's yeah. like, you need to have yeah. this movie out because this is our timeline. Yeah, yeah there is a timeline. Eventually. And I think they just exhausted every option. And it this is the one that makes the best and most sense. Yes, agreed. Is there an element yeah. that some people might feel that Disney's kind of got its tail between its legs on, on this one a little bit and almost feels like it's been, as it was told originally, by the masses to get rid of James. Mm-hmm. Now the masses were kind of like, you really should have hired, you should hire him back. And they're like, okay. So many factors have made them sort of re, you know, re... No, I think it's business. Yeah. I yeah. honestly think it's business. It's when, business. You, when you have, especially in the age of now, like social media, everything like blows up, you take like Kevin Hart, right? Like, you're like all of a sudden he's not holding, hosting the Oscars and things yeah. like that. And it is quite reactionary, like you said. Like, there yeah. is no due process anymore. Um, so, But I don't disagree with why Disney did it. I understand yeah. why they made that very it, quick decision. And to be fair, I don't think it was the public reaction. I really think, to your point, to add to your point, it was the business reaction. Mm-hmm. It was, they sat down, they said they had a list of people who could replace them. No, 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 no. Marvel's like, well, we're in trouble. No, 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 no. And I think, yes, there was all this public and Twitter, blah, blah, blah. I really don't think they paid attention to that. I think from a money, from a business studio standpoint, they had no other choice. Skunkape in the chat saying, Disney is too afraid of oversensitive people. The thing he wrote was disgusting, but that was years ago. And Disney uh, now about them. I knew about them when they hired him. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people feel have have a have an opinion, whichever way they yeah. fall on this on mm-hmm. James Gunn. Uh, it was really interesting to see that because James Gunn as a director is 
he's not, you know, the everyman wouldn't have known who James Gunn was. Right. They would have enjoyed True. the Guardians movies. Very few people can tell you what who directed what movie, unless they're like the big one of the big ten or something. Right. Right. But now James Gunn's name, everybody knows James Gunn. Right. Everybody knows James Gunn, which I think is you know worked in a positive and a negative way. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know it from. So uh, they, they didn't know it before, but they sent it now. They didn't know it from Slither. Yeah, and so. I will say when so. when the tweets came out, he was right off the bat very apologetic. He mm. didn't. There was no pushback. There's no you know like another tweet saying like, "Well, screw you, Disney. I'm going to go do this instead." Like he yeah. was right off the bat. So he, I think he he knew what he did, and he's trying to show. Look, I was I was stupid then. Those tweets are dumb. I shouldn't have never done it. Didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah, he played it right. Yeah, because he wanted to continue to be hard. Can you imagine if you guys Warner like Brothers? like if Disney said, "Hey, will you come back?" And he's like, mm, "No." Yeah. Like, what would happen then? Well, the I mean, the, I, it, the deal the deal was done a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, I was talking to a friend about this, who's who's who's, who's a, a who is let's just say in some way connected to the guns, um, and and this deal was done like a little while ago, but nobody knew about it, and then they announced it on Friday, mm-hmm. or, or someone researched it and, and, and ran the story. Um, but yeah, so this this has been done for a little while, so it wasn't a, a knee jerk thing by Disney. This well, had been something that right. they've been talking for a little while, so um, you know, a, a, a surprise to some, but you know, it wasn't as if it, it happened overnight. Uh, Nacho Man Andy Cabbage saying Marvel sees that DC. Is is going to be a viable a viable competitor now. Yeah, I think they do. I mean, for a long time, it was very much Marvel's game. Um, you know, and DC is as great and as strong as some of those movies and characters mm-hmm. are. They didn't. It's, something didn't quite click in the way that it did for Marvel. For Marvel. figured out the formula. Well, but yeah. you, but you have to, you know, and again, this is before the show we were talking about this conversation. DC is doing their best to write the ship. Mm. They let go of Jeff Johns is no longer running the show. They have new creative people in. Hiring of James Gunn is a, you know, like that was really big news. And at mm-hmm. least it says DC's like saying, okay, we weren't great, but we can do better. And this is this is the action that we're gonna take. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think you make an extremely valid point in saying, yes, now DC can maybe compete someday. They're not there yet. They'll get there, yeah. but not there yet. But Marvel needs to stay on top of their game. Yes. Um, and as of yet, I don't think they've really come out. Like, Iron Man 2, to me, is the the, the, the worst of the bunch, but it I don't go to it and say, God, that movie's god-awful. Yeah. Like, there isn't, they don't have, like, a sucktastic movie <laughs> yeah, in yeah. all the 21 Marvel movies that they've released That's yeah. That's, that's true. Uh, Mark Ballam, we're going we're gonna to move on from this in a second, sure. but Mark Ballam saying, Gun was an idiot, fact. Should have deleted them. He didn't, so he thought they were okay. Hypocritical. Now... You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. If you delete them, you're accused of hiding something. (laughs) If they're up there, you said it. It's like lose-lose. Yeah, it's lose-lose. I mean, really, it would have been hypocritical if he'd have... Obviously, in something that he he tackled, like I think there's a variety he spoke to about them previously, um, and then he deletes the tweets. If he does that, that's hypocritical yeah. because you're trying to you're trying to then hide something that you've already said you did and reference, and it's just like it's a mess. He, he was gonna be a, he was gonna be hoisted on this petard, <laughs> whichever way you kind of cut this one. Right, I think. and he yeah. apolog- he graced it's to your point too. He just he did it the right way. Yeah, so. He's like, you know, I I've got more, I've got more respect for him, even though I don't approve of what he tweeted. No. I, I have sure. more respect for him for going like, you're right. I was said stupid. it, shouldn't yep. have done it. 
Yeah. yeah. It was a long time ago. I was an idiot. Okay, so if you're just uh, joining the show and you're wondering, who are these people? Uh, my <laughs> name is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on uh, social media, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at showbizsimon. And on Facebook, uh, this is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can also see my work on Forbes or Reuters or E or numerous other places. Dimitri, who are you? Where can we find you? You can find me uh, right here at uh, Popcorn Talks. Meet the Movie Press and Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie, where we do deep dives and dissections. It's uh, it's way above and beyond your regular review show. Uh, and uh, at DMovies1701, if you want to support me on the Twitters. And Wendy, on the show for the first time Yay. today, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wendy Lizani. You can find me on YouTube at the Movie Couple channel and sometimes various Collider videos. Uh, I was going to say, and thank you to Collider for lending you to us <laughs> today. We do appreciate <laughs> We know that, you know, in the market, it's like, oh, Rivals, but it's like we actually all get on. So that's it's Simon. You, know. you have uh, you know I, I you're you, where are you from? Like where can people find you? Because I love reading your stuff on Forbes. Like your articles are like really cool and fun to read. So well, you, uh, you clearly haven't read any out. of my work. <laughs> Oh, Clearly, stop, it's, it's stop, awful stuff. Stop, stop. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah, no, you can you can read my stuff on yeah. Forbes. You, I mean, there's uh, to be honest with you, uh, not to sort of, you know, go, oh, my God, it's so amazing. But there are so many places that I work for I these know. days um, that it, it's, it, we could be here all day. But you can read my stuff on Forbes. Uh, IGN, Reuters is another major client of mine. Uh, I'm a producer at E. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, God, Sci-Fi Now so magazine. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's geez. probably why I'm exhausted wow. all the time. Well, I'm never going to complain about it. Never complain about being busy in this industry. Okay, I want to talk about something else as well, and we're going to get to uh, to us in a little while with a spoiler-free uh, spoiler discussion of that. Uh, let's talk about another big story this week, Master of the Universe reboot. Uh, still going on. It's still it's still happening. It's, I think when this, when this reboot started, I had hair. I mean, that's... Seriously, that is how long this movie has been gestating. Um, some rumours this week about casting for He-Man. Um, Noah Centineo. Yep. I, I mean, I know who he is, but you if both I movies that he's been in, uh, I have not watched them. But <gasps> I, I, I said, well, what else was I going to do with them? Watch them? I have not watched them. So what have you done with them, Simon? <laughs> um, no, I haven't. But I am aware of of who he is, and okay. I know he's very, very popular right yeah. now. Um, I was just very surprised to see his name attached to this role. Yeah, you're going from like Dolph Lundgren to <laughs> to Noah. Well, yeah, I mean, if I had my way, we'd bring back Dolph, but that's that's not <laughs> going to happen. He's now. He is, yeah, yeah, he's that's true. He's an Aquaman. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was very surprised to see his name attached to, to this. I mean, what were what were your thoughts? He would not, if I was drawing up a list of like <laughs> 10 names... <laughs> He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have been anywhere. He'd have been like out. No offense to been, him. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know. No, I mean yeah. this with, with no offense and with all due respect to him, he's doing particularly well. What? Yeah. I know. Uh, I think. I think it's. I, I guess it depends on what direction they want to take Masters of the Universe. When I initially thought He Man, I was like, oh, maybe like a Zac Efron, like. Looks wise, yeah, carbon Zach copy, would have been great. right? Yeah, uh, and he can act, and he and he can do whatever the director would need him to do. And but Noah, right now, is popular. He's hot, and not in like I mean that too, but like hot as in like the name. Yeah, he's a good looking guy, and uh, he's he's charming. Right, he's a very charming person, and I think maybe because like he, I thought, well, he doesn't look a think like. He-Man at all, mm. but neither well, does Jason Momoa, and we got him for Aquaman, so maybe that's the direction he, he, they're going, it's a but, brand new type of but, branding. But you know what, though? I, I 
kind of disagree with that mm-hmm. because okay. if you swap out his hair for blonde hair, mm-hmm. he's uh, he actually it kind of works. I mean, we if we had a picture of up, Somebody yeah, some because I was trying to like. There's a picture of him smiling there. Yeah, yeah. just swap. Dye that hair blonde. Yeah, yeah, and they that's could do that. Kind of, and look at the grin. And if you compare it even to the animated He Man, mm-hmm. I was like going, "Okay, I sort of buy it. Maybe a little bit of a stretch, but just make his hair blonde, and yeah. he could be He Man. He may not have the physique yet. Oh, you can, but you can, you can personal can, trainer that. Yeah, or, see what or I mean. CGI. Yeah. Oh. yeah. A la Ryan Reynolds. In yeah, because I'm assuming that obviously Battle Cat is not going to be an actual right. green massive tiger. <laughs> so I'm sure I can see what I'm seeing there. Like yeah. if he was so had cute. blonde hair, maybe. Yeah, I mean it's a, 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 a Goldman Vision in the. Uh, it's very honest opinion from Goldman Vision. Holy fuck, Zac Efron would have rocked it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think Zac would have been great. I'll tell you who else I thought would have been really good is um, Alex Skarsgård. Oh, sure, would yeah. have been oh. so good. Yeah. He looks very he many. He many? Is that a thing? Yeah, sure. We'll make it. Yeah, Hermione. Yeah, thing. Not Hermione. Hermione. Um, Hermione. No, I think he would have been great. I tell you what, I love he and Skeletor. I, yeah, we've got a picture um, of, of Noah on uh, on now. So yeah, no, I I do see the point actually about mm-hmm. dyeing that hair blonde. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm also really interested to see it, which way they go with other lead characters in this. So like Skeletor, I was saying to someone the other day that I think uh, Guy Pierce. Ooh, would be great sure. as Skeletor. Yes. Would be really good. Yes. Really cool. But so, I mean, it's interesting casting. And I, I mean, I'm... It's funny. I sometimes sort of... I'm a, you know, I trip myself up with this stuff. Sometimes I think the casting and things like this can be really off the wall. Yeah. And, and then go like, yeah, perfect. Can't imagine anyone. Mm-hmm. And then other times when you're like, oh, well, this person would fit the bill. And like, eh, it's kind of lazy casting. Mm-hmm. That's thing. But Orko, I'd love to cast as well. Kevin Hart. <coughs> Oh, as Orko, <laughs> you know the little purple wizard yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, seriously, if he That'd did, if that was CGI and voiced him, or, or yeah. I don't know, Kevin just put him in or the just... little costume and hoist him up. He'd love it. He'd be fine. He'll probably be in those mocap suits with the little dots. That'd be so. He'd love that. He'd <laughs> love fun. that. That'd be great fun. Be fun yeah. I just think yeah. that'd be really good. I, I actually am still kind of stuck on He Man. Yeah. Really? Okay. Like why we're rebooting? <laughs> Why do we yeah. reboot anything, really? But I think it's it's now we're introducing the new new generation of of moviegoers. Uh, this this Master of the Universe branch. Yeah, I mean, not I... many people know about it. I mean, now we have Shira on uh, on Netflix now. Animated. We do. So yeah. I think they're they're trying, and it seems like they're going younger with the demo. So yeah. maybe that's younger? why the Noah casting. How could you, wait? You can't go any younger. It's actually than sperm, He-Man. sperms, and eggs. Yeah, I mean, sperms and eggs, zygotes. Did you ever watch He-Man the cartoon? Okay, you can't go any younger on that. Demo. But we all, but we like, all grew up. We all grew up, and there's know. and there's no new audiences. Like like now we're all old, and yeah. we're like He-Man. Remember He-Man? <laughs> yeah, I remember. He-Man's it. That's still pretty badass. That's where I still like to keep them. <laughs> but no, I mean th- thund- Thundercats. I think. <laughs> Thundercats as well is a movie that we've talked about for the longest time Please that has never been made. Please remake Thundercats. That would make my 80s person, that would be I guess. So, we had so, so cool. happy. We had Thunderpants. That, that was different. Yeah, um, it was. But, I mean, B. Lou, He-Man, I was thinking more like Alexander Ludwig or Liam Hemsworth. That would be interesting. Sure. Mark saying, remember, Prince Adam was a child in the cartoon. He was a very old-looking child. 
Because <laughs> it was still Dolph that played Prince Adam. Yeah, he, he played yeah. he played Prince Adam and uh, E-Man. Uh, but, I mean, Popcorn Talk, uh, a producer in the gallery saying Kellen Lutz. Now, Kellen Lutz was attached to this for the longest time. Oh, I'd love to see him. I think he would be good, but well. he has very little collateral. I know. In the industry right now, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but he's mm-hmm. not the kind of guy to lead this franchise. I would be very surprised if he was was still cast in that. Right. I'd be yeah. very, very surprised. Yeah. But I think it'll be really interesting. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it is a, a, a Goldman vision, Idris Elba, a skeletal. Let's just give everything to Idris Elba. Uh, he can give everything. <laughs> yep. Yep. Look, look, look at okay. the picture of uh, Kellen Lutz. I mean, yeah, I think physically, physically he, he looks great. Yeah, he does. I mean, I think physically he'd be a great match, but it's just yeah. that, you know, box office he, collateral. Man. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, other suggestions uh, for He Man uh, Natural Man Andy Cabbage saying AJ from Riverdale. Um, that would be great. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark saying that they could Shazam him. So obviously, if they've got a, um, a Prince Adam and they want to make mm. him bigger, that you know that can happen as well. That mm-hmm. that would work very very well. Uh, also, Popcorn Talk saying Taylor Kitsch. He deserves his redemption tour post oh, John, John Carter. Carter yes. Yeah, oh, John Carter. Oh, the film was a mess. I know some people really love it. It tried. It tried. It tried. It tried. Yeah, I found it very it's, trying. It's a tough property. Uh, and Goldman Vision saying Rocco's Modern Life movie R rated. You know what? I'd actually probably watch that to be honest. I watch. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about something else. The, uh, the the trailers Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this week uh, dropped the same day. Zeno R said I should be E Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> Heave Man. Um, yeah. So as I was saying, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer dropped this week, same day as Stranger Things three. Uh, did you guys watch the trailer? What did you think? It's a fun trailer. It's a fun. It's a fun teaser. It was only the teaser. Yeah, I didn't yeah. miss it. Uh, it's. It's. I kind of didn't expect it, but I'm also. I like Tarantino films. Mm. Uh, it's very. It's very odd. A little off the wall. And 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 I've liked most of his films. So when I saw it, I was like, "This is very Tarant. Very Tarantino." Yeah it, yeah, it really did feel like one of his movies. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. really did. It, it was fun. I. It's. I think it's the first time in marketing where they've actually used as a marketing point. The ninth film of a director, yeah. Like yeah. you never see. Oh, this is the third film of such and such a director. It's like this is the ninth film of Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> okay. Well, the Tarantino <laughs> fans are like, yeah, it's the ninth film. The, ninth well, film. the one, the one thing I'm, I'm quite surprised about is the fact that they were making a big thing a while ago about the fact that this was going to be Tarantino's final movie. Mm. But that's not how they're marketing this. They are marketing it as his ninth movie. So I'm wondering if this There's thing about else there, then. yeah something else either coming off the back of this or that he's he's you know going to announce because you know final is is I mean there's always like the final world tour of a band and then they come <laughs> back two years later but um, but yes. yeah they were they were very very clear about the fact that this was going to be his final movie and now right. it switched to being the ninth one it does make me wonder if maybe this isn't the last we've seen of, it's a of marketing Tarantino ploy for the tenth and, Tarantino and they, absolutely and they also um, uh, really it, there's barely a hint of. Charles Manson, mm. which this movie was supposed to sort of kind of be around. Because of Sharon Tate and all yeah. that, yeah. So I found that interesting, and you're right. It seemed like it was a f- it fun movie as mm. opposed to a typical Tarantino movie, and I'm wondering if the neck, if there's, I'm assuming there's some grittiness to it, and are they holding back to make it a nostalgic kind of... Uh, I hope so. I absolutely think that they are. There, There's no way that Tarantino movies are like, like fun and <laughs> fun and feel, <laughs> feel good. There's going to be blood and there's going to there's gonna be things, Tarantino things that happen. I, was, I think that's kind of why I liked it. It was so not 
what I expected when I clicked mm. on it. And I was like, okay, Feel okay, the same okay. Way. And then it was like poppy music and like bright flashes and, and Bruce Lee. I was like, whoa, 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 what's happening? Where's the, okay. Well, actually talking about Bruce Lee, uh, someone in the, the chat was just saying, oh, Goldman Vision saying, had no idea Bruce Lee was in it. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and then also Goldman Vision saying, give Tarantino Star Trek now, which is why I'm thinking... <sighs> This saying it's not his final movie. Maybe this is. I mean, again, complete conjecture. But by the fact they pull that off, maybe that is something. And you know, having spoken to people who are linked to the Star Trek universe, there are many Tarantino for Star Trek who genuinely think that he. Well, we talked about that a a while ago because he said he'd be up. Well, he said he'd. There's a screenplay out there, Mm. um, and he said he would love to be a part of it in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Total conjecture, but That'd with the facts fun. that we've reported here, and they have their true facts. Yeah, never know. Yeah. Zeno, I was saying, uh, I like the trailer, and I will be looking forward, to, uh, and I always will be looking forward to a QT movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm struggling to get excited because I have no idea what this movie is about mm-hmm. exactly, mm-hmm. which to me is actually uh, is a bonus. <laughs> yes, because when we say this on the show on a regular basis, sometimes you go into these movies and you know exactly what you're going to get. And it's a little bit like, oh, okay. So I do like this element of there's going to be stuff in there that I won't be expecting or right. won't see coming. I do, I do kind of miss that in movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I agree with you 100. percent But I, I, lo- I love the cast. I really, really do. Yeah. And I'm going to contradict myself on the point I just made in a minute when we talk about us. But I want to talk about. <laughs> I, I want to talk about uh, a couple of short, uh, quick stories very quickly, just to get your thoughts on uh, Terminator Six title officially revealed this week. Terminator Dark Fate. I'm. Fun. Go ahead. And just who asked for another Terminator? But there is that. But I am intrigued. I, I am intrigued because right. Linda Hamilton is going to set to come back mm-hmm. for this. Arnold's coming back, and I was like, okay, great. I, Dark Fate sounds like Still, an X Men movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, know. To me, I, Do I like mean, it? it's not that I like it. I'm ambivalent towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I it's generic. Yeah. My reasons for liking it is since Terminator. The movies, the the story, the thread has always been about fate. Can you change the fate? Can you right. control fate? And yes. it's been it's been a theme in pretty much each mm. of the movies, whether you like some or didn't like or don't like any of them. So I get the title, but I'm kind of ambivalent to it. Mm-hmm. I want to see how it looks on a poster. Yeah, didn't Linda or Sarah <clears throat> Connor carve? What does she carve onto the table? Something fate? No fate? You can't run. You it's either you, you can't, can't run away from your fate, or you can't. Oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, so I guess you can't fit that into a movie title. Something that is too long. Can I have two tickets for a Terminator? You can't run away from your fate because blah 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 blah. It's like, oh yeah. fuck, I missed the trailers. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not totally enamored. It sounds a little bit like fan fiction for me. I'm not I'm not a massive fan. But you know what? If the film's fine. I can live with the title. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted Three. We'll have an excellent adventure <laughs> in summer 2020. Uh, no fate. Yeah, yeah, no, no, fate, fate. no fate. There you Terminator, go. no fate. Terminator, no fate. yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Bill and Ted 3, an excellent adventure coming in summer 2020. The oft-delayed, often maligned, people not believing it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It is happening. They did a great video this week, which they posted online, a very short tease, uh, at the Hollywood Bowl uh, here in L.A., which I thought was really nice, but I... You know, they said they weren't going to play there, but I'm like, please have the premiere of the Hollywood Bowl, yeah. <laughs> and then and then yeah. perform like as Wild Stallions, yeah, yes, with like so Kiss great. from the second movie and all this stuff and the music from marketing. the first ones. Do it, do it. Um, but I yeah, know. I mean, yeah, or just like the trailer launch or something would be quite good doing that. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. But I mean, do it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, are you guys looking forward to this? I'm I'm on the I'm still on the fence about this. 
I'm a little we, on the fence as well. Yeah. Uh, just because it's, it's it's been a minute. I like yep. Bill and Ted, but it's been so long. And then, like, my last recollection <laughs> of Bill and Ted was, like, when they had the show at Universal Studios. Yeah. when And before before it got taken away. Like, so, uh, it, but <laughs> is it cool to see the cast return? They're going to do some some crazy time traveling because now they're older? Yeah, I'm down for and it. And Keanu seems to be having a whale of a time well, at the moment. They, yeah. Seriously, he's so do. happy with everything. Well, yeah. they both seem yeah. to be having a whale of a time, and that's why I'm in. I mean, for them to do this, and they seem to have so much fun making this announcement and I thought that it was brilliant how it was made and it they didn't look like they had guns to their head no. to make this movie I'm in because it's that kind of camaraderie mm. that I you want to see in a movie like a Bill and Ted movie and now it looks like through the years that they've not only matured but they really are great friends. No, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's it, to me, it was fun and refreshing. I 100% agree. I um, love that. Okay, big movie this excellent. weekend. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> uh, okay, so Us is out this week. Uh, that's the only major release that's hitting theatres. Uh, did previews last night. Uh, pretty impressive. 7.4 million. Wow. Um, which is yeah, very suck. good. That's not too bad at all. Uh, and uh, if you compare that uh, to Get Out, uh, previews for that were 1.8. Now, obviously, at that time, people didn't well, know Jordan Peel was the amazing filmmaker that yeah. he is now. Um, they didn't see that coming. That film kind of took a lot of people by surprise. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a very, I mean, they've got to be very happy with that. I mean, Universal <laughs> must be loving that, which yeah. is great, uh, and a lot of very strong reviews. But not all of them are <laughs> strong reviews, which we are going to talk about now. So we're talking at an opening of about fifty million plus. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which I think is about right. I think okay. it can be somewhere between, even if it's on the upside, maybe more towards the sixty. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Some people are predicting a hundred million this wow. weekend, and I'm like, Ooh. I think that's for horror. Yeah, I like. I mean, I love it's to see that high. happen. I love it when people go and put their vote with their money. So you know, like directors and and stories like these can get made. But I don't know. But it seems a little high. No, so, hundred, hundreds are high. I, I yeah. think hundreds a bit a bit high. Yeah. Um, Although seven, what are they saying? I mean, to do seven on a preview night. Yeah, it could. That's good. Fifty is definitely well within range, I and think it could go over easily. fifty. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be. Up they don't have any 50. competition. No, that's yeah, true. There is, is nothing. I mean, well, I mean, Marvel. I mean, Captain Marvel's expected to have quite a strong holdover. Mm, it sure. did mm-hmm. hold over last week, but uh, you know, I think really this is going to be the one that everybody's heading to see. So let's talk mm. about it. Uh, let's get your thoughts on this. We all saw it on Tuesday night. It had a great um, uh, buzz coming out of the festival uh, South by Southwest very recently. Uh, a lot of people uh, talking about it, and it had a hundred percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, okay, uh, let's go with uh, you first of all, Wendy. Your thoughts on this. Well, I I very highly anticipated, if not uh, the most, one of the most uh, anticipated movies of 2019 for me because I loved Get Out so much. And I just had no idea Jordan Peele had that like in his mind and be able to tell stories this way. And the trailer um, really got me. I remember watching it on Christmas and like watching it later on that night. Went outside in the woods to like walk walk my dogs and freaking myself out and I kept on turning around. I was like, "Am I going to see these like, copies of myself?" And I had to like run back and I was like, "You're done, right? Okay, let's go back inside." Um, I really enjoyed the movie, specifically the first and second act. The third act lost me, and the ending lost me a little bit. But overall, I have a positive feeling on the movie. I think mostly it, it's because it's it's. I don't think it's as good as Get Out. No, but I would agree. Get Out is also a very clear-cut story. Here's the beginning, here's what's happening, here's the end, here is the message. Mm. I think Us is very thought-provoking. I think it's going to drive a lot of conversation. I think there's going to be people that absolutely love it, calling it a masterpiece. There's going to be some people be like, nah, it's all right. you know. And I think uh, I am ready for this discussion. Lupita Nyong'o 
is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, performance is amazing. Like, I don't know yeah. how... It's been a long time since I've seen an actress get into a role like this to play um, two different parts, very opposites, and, ah, God, she's so good. And it's the sound pe- design is... Peak Lupita. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, she can do anything at this but, point. But like you, I mean, uh, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of great performances in this, and there's mm-hmm. a really great story here. The story yes. is amazing. Um, can we tell? Can we problem for me is... The story? No, I mean, the st- I don't want to tell too much about it, but what is what you get in the trailer is only a fraction of what you get in the movie. <laughs> there's so much more. And f- for me, uh, the, it, the movie started to lose its way. I liked it. I did enjoy it, but I was I was disappointed. I really thought it was mm-hmm. going to be um, more intense. Yeah. Um, for me, once they left the primary location, mm-hmm. that for me, kind of when everything kicks off, that kind of... That's where it started to go a little yeah, bit off the rails. For I me. would agree with that. That part was over a bit quick. Yeah, and because and the, the problem there is the fact that I didn't actually have a long time to really form a relationship with the characters. Mm-hmm. And even though the performances were great and I think they were very well written, I didn't care enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, and then because of some other flaws in in the movie, I, I just it's very difficult when you're in an intense movie to if you don't feel any kind of um, alignment with the characters or connection with the characters sure. to really go on that and feel that intensity and I think that first bit was just over a bit too soon mm. um, but uh, what we get is something that a lot of people will not be expecting um, it, there's a lot I mean the plus and the minus is there is a lot in this movie yes yeah. a lot of ideas pay attention to everything yeah a lot of stuff and I came out I, I didn't love it um, um, I thought I was going to, but I do want to see it again because, I, especially when I saw Get Out, I prefer Get Out. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I watched Get Out the first time, and then I rewatched Get Out, there's so much that you because you've watched it the first time that you now know that adds meaning to things that you might have thought yeah. were inconsequential or you missed in the first bit. Um, I think Jordan's done an amazing thing with here. There's a lot of pop culture stuff in there without it being too 80s heavy. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of articles about the references and connections he's made uh, with the Lost Boys, which are really quite genius. Um, the kids in this, I thought, were great so as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winston Duke, I mean, shit, I could watch that guy wow. shopping Ralph's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So he's a guy from a serious like acting, acting, Shakespeare acting background. He's a phenomenal actor. Yes. Yeah, he, he is great. so cool. Um, and I hope he gets offered <clears throat> roles in in Hollywood that are that are diverse to match his talents rather than his physique and the colour of his skin. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think he really is a talented actor yeah. a- above all else. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as for me, it just wasn't... It, it dials up the creep, but I didn't find it scary. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, the ending, like you guys, I kind of guessed a lot of what was coming. Same. Um, so the twist was was kind of lost, but it's a, you know, don't get me wrong, it's a good twist. Yeah. Um, but that third act, it just didn't, it just didn't work for me. But I might feel differently after watching it a second time. Dimitri? Yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely um, second those or, or third those emotions. I, I, the third act to me doesn't stay on its toes. Mm. Um, and it's sort of, there is, I came out of that movie, I saw you, you had given your opinion, you go, well, what did you think? I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out what the F I just saw. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to figure that you out. You really look confused. I, I thought you had a stroke. I yeah. could have been having one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or it could have been the burrito I had. In any case, it, I yes, that wasn't a burrito. <laughs> it, um, there, but I will say this: for I like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as good as Get Out, and I agree a hundred percent because Get Out is 
that's the story that it is. Yeah. Uh, driving home after seeing us and throughout the remainder of the week about thinking about us, you know, I, I liked... First off, Jordan Peele, this is a huge undertaking. Yeah. And I really think that, you know, he's 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 a fine craftsman. Mm. Uh, craftsman's already. a great Cra- way to describe yeah, him. He's, he's really, even after his second film, um, and I even think that he himself, maybe, conjecture again, you know, 20 years down, he may relook at us and see, oh, I could have maybe done this mm. or whatever. There could have been some fine-tuning done. Uh, we already talked about, you know, I agree 100% with with performances. Mm. Um, again, it sort of unravels. Unravels isn't the right word, but it can't, it doesn't pull everything together. Yeah. There's particularly one thing that that is shown, and I go, okay, so what now? And I don't want to leave a movie going, okay, so what now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it was very unclear. There were certain things that were unclear, but other things that were done so well. I hope towards the end of the year that Lupita uh, or Miss Nyong'o is, is remembered for this. I mean, you know, she's going to be in Star Wars, which will be coming out in December, and I yeah. hope that yeah. they're still talking about us. And she was kind of criminally overlooked <clears throat> casting-wise in Star Wars because obviously we don't see her and the character yeah, hasn't been given voice. a huge amount yeah. to do. No, and I'm just hoping that they remember, like, from what I understand, that character mm. is going to have a little more to do in this mm. next one, but who knows? I just want her to be remembered for this role because it was amazing. I want to talk about, because we were just talking about trailers, uh, I think the audience should know that the, it's a little bit of a bait and switch, yeah. like the the trailer. Not a ton. It's not like a hundred percent lie. It's about an eighty percent lie. It's not exactly what the trailer purports this movie to be. It's more than that. And if you're thinking that you're going to see another like get out, simple like linear yeah. story that this is what it says. It's not that either. And with yeah. that, with talking about the trailer, we've only got a couple of minutes left on the show. But with that, I think because the, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The trailer's terrifying. Oh, yeah, I was really expect I was really expecting to kind of crap my pants, and sometimes <laughs> I mean not literally, but sometimes when I'm like the Conjuring, sure. Was so when I saw the Conjuring, yeah. oh, fucking yeah. terrifying, yeah. insidious, terrifying. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. with this because the trailer is so good and so effective so that good. when you see that in the movie, mm-hmm. it has slightly depleted the fuck element uh-huh. of this because yeah. you know that the really powerful part of the movie to set this whole thing up and get everybody on edge you kind of seen right. a little bit of winds have been slightly taken out of the, of those sails yeah um but i mean that said i i have to say jordan peele has taken a lot of stuff and is insanely talented and insanely accomplished and other people would have fucked this up Royally, oh my God, yes. He, he, seriously, he, you can tell that this has been something he has been so meticulous with. And I think he might have been a little bit over meticulous that I think it's just, it's for some people, they might miss some of the stuff or it might not land yeah. because it is so smart. I agree. But also, kudos to the soundtrack. Sure. So good. The sound design and the soundtrack? Just incredible. Excellent. Yeah. Just yeah. incredible. Adds yeah. it to the movie. I mean, the movie, I remember clutching my popcorn bucket and I was like shoving popcorn in my mouth so I wouldn't make horrifying sounds as I was watching this movie. But I, like you said, if it landed on anyone, but if it wasn't Jordan Peele's story, mm. right. it would not be yeah. as good. They wouldn't, they don't, 
there's very few film directors, horror film directors, that can convey what he, what is inside his head as clear, clearly as as Jordan Peele. Um, so it's well, it's not as a clear cut movie as Get Out. This is, I think, upon I'm I'm gonna go back and watch it this weekend. I think. I mean, I'm already falling on the positive side. I think I'm going to end up loving it upon mm. the second viewing because that's what I've heard a lot of people say. A lot of people saw it at South yeah. by, saw it again. They're like, yeah, I was the same. Even, even with Captain Marvel was a movie where I, I really yeah. enjoyed it the first time and watched it the second. I was like, actually, yeah. there's, there's more fun. in there that I really like. I mean, you know? I, I, yeah, I may like it more. I think, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I like the movie. I liked it. I remember, you know, I, I think I liked it a little more than you. Mm. I just, again, it's not going to change that third act. Correct. For me. Right. And um, and that's where it had, for me, anyways, its biggest issues. But I also think, look, the movie is extremely creepy. Yeah. That oh. doesn't make it scary. Yeah. And although scares and creeps, we talked about this at breakfast, scares and creeps can go hand in hand. They all they are two different things. Something yeah. can be creepy and not necessarily scary. This movie is creepy. It delivers the freaks and the creeps. Very well, and there's like, a, there's a, yeah cringe yeah yeah it's there's like a an, you know insecurity and yes. a awkwardness like a, like a and sense of dread the, the, yeah me, like the entire time I was watching I was like I can't relax you're yeah. off balance a little <laughs> yeah. at, at certain times yeah and but, but that's good but great although if you are expecting the scariest movie of the year which I don't think this is going to be it I agree but it's like the last year when everybody was talking about Hereditary being like oh my god oh. the scariest movie ever. I didn't. I didn't really? find that. Oh yeah. my god! That that to me in many other areas gave me the creeps more than this did. But uh-huh. this this was a movie that I absolutely it, take my. Hats and off if you to. wanted to sort of kind of do apples to apples, we talked about this. I mean, last year coming out of South by Southwest was a Quiet Place. Yeah, mm. Quiet Place to me was a far scarier movie. Yeah, and and, and again, very well put together. Um, this movie I don't think is as good as Get Out. I think it's worth viewing, and, and again, to all of our points here, I think it's going to, this is the best part about movies, it's really going to lend to fantastic discussion. And the, yeah, and the really important part is, these are our opinions. If someone said to me, oh, oh so I won't go and see it, because you're like, no, 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 no. Go, see go. It. go and see it, make up your own opinion, and, and really make sure it is your opinion, not what you think you should say, because other people think it's great. But in fairness to us, we didn't, we didn't pan it. We like, you know. No, absolutely. We have different yeah. degrees. So, 100%, yeah. yeah. So, but so, dude, do, if you're thinking about going, do go and check mm-hmm. it out. I think you'd enjoy it. Okay, uh, that is it for this week. Uh, unfortunately, we've run out of time, which we haven't learned to bend. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, Dimitri Panos, where can we find you? Right here at uh, Meet the Movie Press and uh, follow me on the Twitters at DMovies1701. Wendy, where can we find you? On Instagram and Twitter at Wendy Lee Zaney on YouTube, the Movie Couple channel and Collider. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Wendy. We really appreciate thank it. You. We will have you back again if you would like to come back. Please do. This is like the Oscars. I'd like to thank my mother. I'd like to thank my agent. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody involved in the production today. You're beautiful. I couldn't do it without you. Have a great weekend, everybody. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.